What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Music Spectrum Podcast. My name is Ron Glista. And I feel like I'm just busting out these podcasts lately. I got my brother-in-law last night, threw a quick one on there to do some early January birthdays this morning. And now I got a good longtime friend of mine, Mr. Eric Cromer, joining me right now. Eric, how you doing today? Good, man. What's going on, dude? Not much, man. Eric and I go way back, uh, almost middle school years, wouldn't you say? High school. High school. High school? Yeah, man. I knew I you moved in middle school, school, damn it. Well, I moved to Camfield my junior year. So that's when I was uh, introduced to all the uh, all my Camfield boys now. Shit. My memory yeah. must be going. Unless I'm thinking of Senna. I don't know. It was Senna, but still that you know, we're that's still 1993, dude. That's I mean, hell, that's a long time ago, man. Absolutely it is. So uh, like I said, Eric and I have known each other for quite some time. And the uh, reason why I wanted to have Eric on here is I know his variety of music, just like myself, is all over the board. And we have a lot of uh, common bands or artists um, that we both like. But uh, Eric, why don't you uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself real quick? Yeah. So Eric Cromer, uh, just like I mentioned, man, born and raised in Youngstown, Ohio, went to uh, inner city schools. Um, Kirk Mayer Vaughn and I was a Cheney boy for a couple of years. Uh, my parents decided to move out to uh, lovely Camfield, Ohio, my junior year. And uh, that's when I was introduced uh, to, to, to you, Ron, uh, through a mutual friend. And uh, as they say, the rest is history. So um, Camfield graduate uh, right now married uh, to my beautiful wife, Molly, three kids, uh, Blake, Presley and Otis, which uh, my, my, my last two kids, Presley and Otis, have, has a definite... Uh, music ring to it um elvis presley and otis redding right so oh, how about that yeah uh oldest 22 presley's nine and my youngest is seven i personally run the mahoney, mahoney county public special olympics so we do a lot with that and uh our athletes are kick-ass man it's like the best thing outside of work that i could possibly do and i uh, love it eric you sent me over uh, a list of 10 very interesting bands and artists here um the first one on here is elvis presley oh yeah so with your daughter's name presley um yep. what what or who turned you on to elvis well i was uh it was it was kind of at birth man i was born two hours after elvis died so august 16th 1977 uh, that, that is when Elvis passed away and my mom kids with my brothers, cause I'm the middle child. So I'm definitely my mom's favorite for sure. Uh, and, and my brothers can attest to that, but, um, she, she kids with my brothers all the time that she said, she, she definitely said to the nurse when I was born, uh, that a star has passed and a star was born You're full and I'll never shit. let my, I'll, I swear to God, I'll never let my brothers live that down. <laughs> So Elvis was kind of introduced into my blood as soon as I was born. Um, my mom and dad had a, you know, they had a big influence. Uh, they knew him. They listened to his music. And you know how it is, man. Like you, you hear the stories where you listen to the music when you're going through your term of pregnancy and the baby can hear it. And, and that's exactly what they did. So I, th I thought that was kind of cool. That is kind of cool. And then, you know, with your daughter naming your name Presley, you know, that's just falling into those lines. Now, now, did you and Molly listen to Elvis Presley when uh, oh, yeah. she was pregnant with her? Yep. 
Yeah. So, both, uh, and thankfully, both of us are really big fans. So I found with, you know, a lot of, well, not, actually not a lot of bands or artists, but some specific bands or artists that it's kind of a love-hate relationship. We were talking about the Grateful Dead before, uh, you know, just a couple minutes back. And I'll be honest, man, I'm, I just can't get into them. I, I'm not a, a big fan. And it's kind of the Grateful Dead, um, you know, they're, it, I, correct me if I'm wrong, it might be a love-hate relationship. You either love them or hate them. There's no real middle ground with them. What do you think? Well, I would agree. I mean, I, you know, talking with my brother-in-law, Tug, last night, you know, he's a huge fan of the Grateful Dead, traveled to see them a couple times, you know, has always enjoyed their music, has every album, whatever, lived the lifestyle, but it has to be something that turns you on to them or someone that turns you on to them to open up that door. And for me, that door was never opened. Now, yeah. watching MTV back in the day, like Kim and I talked last night, you know, Touch of Grey was one of their more popular songs and you would see their video on MTV and it's, you know, the guys in the band are skeletons playing instruments and stuff before they flicker back and forth through normal human uh -huh. beings, which was cool. But that was my introduction to the Grateful Dead. And that was, you know, what, late eighties, early nineties. So like, just like you, they weren't my thing, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't hate them. I just, I would say for me personally, I don't know enough about them or their music to be interested enough or to even go and listen to them. Cause I just don't know. Yeah. And, and some of those bands, man, it's not even like, it's not even fandom. It falls into like a lifestyle, you know, like the deadheads, right. Um, the parrot heads, right. Isn't it Jimmy Buffett? Like Jimmy I, Buffett. I, yeah, like, I know you're, you're, you're a parrot head, aren't you? Uh, absolutely. I'm oh yeah, dude. Head. Yeah. And then, and then you got Elvis, right? Like Elvis, the king of freaking rock and roll. Like the, I find a lot of people when I bring Elvis up, they're either on to Elvis and love him, or they just can't get into the music and they they never listen to the guy. So, but we but this whole household, this whole family is pro Elvis for sure. Now, before we go on, yeah, question: Is Elvis dead or alive? Oh man, he he's he's neither. He just went home, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's all we, we don't know, you know, like now, uh, God, he, you know, that, that's, that's the, 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 the legend of Elvis. Yeah. Cause the he, conspiracy the out answer. there is that he's never died. He just disappeared and just went away went somewhere. Home, baby. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I, if I see a grave, I'm assuming there's somebody in there, you know, but, but that, that's just me. Um, so do you have a favorite album or a favorite song by Mr. Elvis Presley? Yeah, it's actually uh, Promised Land. So Promised Land is the title of the album. Okay. And oddly enough, it's my favorite song. So uh, it was actually not an Elvis original. It was a Chuck Berry cover. I can't remember the year that Chuck Berry uh, released that song. But, you know, um, I, I'm, a, I'm not a hater on covers, man. I, I enjoy covers. There's some really badass covers, which we might want to hit on with like maybe the top three cover songs of all time. Um, but that's one of them. Promise. How, the, how the hell are you going to narrow down the top three cover songs of all time? Oh, dude, I could, I have three immediately that come to mind. Okay, go. Um, but Promised Land, uh, God, I don't remember when the release was, but are you familiar with that album or song at all? No, I'm not. 
No? Gosh. Now, are you, let, let me ask you this, man. Are you a fan of Johnny Cash? Because he's, again, he's another one that you either love or hate. I know his music, but I don't know everything about him. Yeah? Yes, I know his music, Ring of Fire. Yeah, but you're, um, but, but you just don't know, you don't, you don't actively pursue or listen to him, huh? Correct. Really? All right. So, so have you heard uh, his cover, the old Nine Inch Nails cover? Yes. Dude, what do you think? Good. Good? Yes. Solid. <laughs> it's one of the best. One of the best. So I, uh, I, you know, Nine Inch Nails, man, is, is, they're one of those bands that are, um, you know, they're, they're game changers in my opinion. I would agree. They're, they brought a different element to the hard rock, heavy metal, grunge scene when they first started playing. Yeah. Yeah. When I first heard Head Like a Hole by them, I was blown away because that the song to me was so powerful that it was just like, wow, you know, who is this and what, where are they from? Where they come from? You know, tell me more about them. Yeah. And that was, uh, <clears throat> that was back in the, in the, in the heydays where they were, uh, you know, the old, <laughs> the, the rock, sex, drugs and rock and roll. They were, they were, they were out there, man. They were hitting it heavy. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you yeah. Can... So, uh, you know, top, top three, Pearl Jam, you, you know, my love for Pearl Jam, man. Like those guys, I don't know if you if you're familiar with the fact that if you if you belong to the uh, their fan club, which is the Ten Club, uh, they release one cover every year and uh, pump it out to their fan club, uh, which is a pretty cool thing to be a part of. So I'm, you know, they pump out so many covers, but uh, Pearl Jam is definitely in in the top three consideration uh, for for good cover cover songs so. okay see and that's i don't mind when a band does cover songs as long as it's done with good taste and it's done properly there are certain bands or solo artists or whatever that'll do a cover and they don't pay homage to it they just completely butcher the hell out of it and it makes it sound like shit you're right yep you know like i, I gotta believe you're a big fan of one of the better recent covers disturbed yes i know where you're going with this do you do you know that do you know the name of the song by chance or do you want me to just pump it out sound of silence dude that's it's great legit and if you don't know who disturbed is you would hear <laughs> that song and be like oh my god this is the next best thing coming but then you go listen to their music and it's completely opposite of what that cover is because they are a true heavy metal band. I've seen them in concert plenty of times. I think and we were at the same concert here in town. Remember that? Yes. Yes, we were. David Draymond is, to me, a great front man who's got an excellent voice. And Disturb just always has had a sound to them that I've always enjoyed. But when they put that cover out, you know, I was blown away. You're right. If, if you, if you kind of go on to the... Uh... You know, when you hit the, you know, all the technology now, right? You go on the Spotify or Apple Music or whatever, you know, whatever technology your platform that you use and you pump in disturbed sound of silence and you think you're going to get something along those same, same lines. 
<laughs> you're going to be severely disappointed and going, what in the hell did I, what world did I just walk into? Absolutely. Because like I said, it's not the same. It's not the same. You get into their music, it's an entirely different type and sound that they have. Yeah. Do you mind if I go on a tangent on, on since we mentioned that, that concert? Go right ahead. So, dude, do you remember where that, where we, I think that was what, the bull and the bear before, when that was what it was called? You know what? I've been rattling my damn brain for about two to three years <laughs> now of thinking to myself, what the hell was the name of the bar or outdoor area yeah. that is where behind Nicolini's, the old mm -hmm. outback before the, I could not think of the name of that place. Is, did I hit it? Yes. All right, cool. So, so all the local listeners are definitely going to be like, yeah, yeah. Either, I, I either remember that and I was there and perhaps was there at that concert, but dude, that was like when disturbed was hitting it right at the peak or just before the peak. And we went and saw them in Boardman Yes. at the bull and bear tavern. Yep. And like that might have been one of the best shows ever because of the intimacy like dude we were right next to the stage um and i'll never forget this this is what i actually make fun of my wife about constantly and she'll never forget this either you know she's never been to a, a heavier concert like that she's that girl is country through and through right okay so I'm like, hey, babe, do you, you know, you want to go see Disturbed with, with Ronnie, Josh? I, I know Cole was there. I don't know if Chris was there, but bottom line was I knew you and Josh were there. We took all the women out there, and Molly, again, her inexperience with that genre of music, she looked like a sunflower out there because she all she had on was her little yellow shirt, and we were just – we knew what to expect, right? Yeah. Like you wear black to those concerts. That's right. That's it, right? And she stuck out, stuck out like a sore thumb. And I, I, you know, God, that was probably 15, 20 years ago. What do you think? At least, if not more. Yeah, so. When, well, when, was the last play, when was the last time that that thing existed back there? I can't I know, right? That. I'd have to Google it. But uh, I still bring that up to this day and make fun of her about it. And, she, and you know, she, I'll never let, let her live it down. That's awesome. You know, I, I'm glad you brought that up because, like I said, I've been rattling my brain trying to remember what. Because I know that I've seen more than one concert back there, and did I couldn't you, think of the name of the damn place. Bull and Bear Tavern. Did you see any bigger names back there, or no? I don't think. I think that was probably the biggest one. But yeah. I'm gonna have to go back through. There's a uh, website that I get onto. Um, it is called Setlist.fm. Uh -huh. And um what this site is is you know you can create an account or whatever and anytime you go to a concert you can go on to this site and like um say i saw metallica two years ago in pittsburgh yeah well, what you can do is you can go on there and you can register yourself and look up the uh look up the concert and then you can click on a button and say yes i was here and oh, what shit. this site does is it tracks and it you know, remembers every single concert you've been to. So if I go on there, it tells me how many times I've seen Buffett, how many times I've seen Metallica, how many times I've seen James Taylor and where I saw them at, at, at in what years I saw them at as well. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's really cool. So I go on and I can look back at stuff. So if I bet you, if I punch in that bull and bear tavern now, now that I remember the name of it, thank you very much. That might come up on there and it'll list who's played there and when. 
Yeah, you know why that's important too? Um, maybe not so much for you, but for me. You know, back in the day, uh, sans marriage and kids, you know, we get we kind of got tuned up a little bit and, and I couldn't remember where I was at, but I know I was there. <laughs> like <laughs> one of the Pearl Jam concerts that I was at, I'm like, you know what, man, they played Yellow Lead Better there. I, the set list was pretty was pretty killer. I, I, who did we go with? I know, I know Chris and his dad drove the bus and we were all on that thing, but then it's, it's a little hazy, right? So I don't know. That's, that, that's a good, uh, you know, technology is crazy, man. They, you, you could literally find the set list for even local stuff like that bull, bull and the bear. Yeah, that it's on there. So if I, if I clicked on there right now and I clicked on the last Metallica show that I was in in Pittsburgh, it'll play the entire, it'll show the entire set list, the day that they played in the arena that they played in. And you can click a button that said, I was there. And it will remember that to your account that you were at that show. So if I want to go on my iTunes account and create a set list from when I see Metallica two years ago, and I can match up all the songs in order of how they played it that night, I can do it. Dude, you know what you should do? You should put a link to that when you post this podcast. Um, that way we, you know, not only myself, but the, the listeners can can get into that and see if they could figure out some some old concerts that they were at. That's awesome. Absolutely. I'm going to have to look that up. I'm going to write that down now, too, so I don't forget them. There we go. I'll tell you what, dude, we, we've, got, we've got some very familiar approaches to music concerts like you were like you mentioned at the, on that at the onset where the genres are pretty wide you know um we don't just get filtered into one genre or one or two um but we're more of a you, you know regardless of the genre itself or how hard light and it, we always go to the fun factor right like if you're not having fun listening to the music yes and if you're not having fun at the concerts and can do whatever you want um, I, I think we, we have, we're on that same little radio wave there. Do you, you, you agree with that statement? I completely agree because without music, what would life be dull, oh, boring, quiet, you know, no excitement at all. It, it's just, you, you, you can name so many different words to put with that, you know, without music, I don't know where my life would be. You know, I've, I've met friends through music. I've experienced you know, happiness and excitement through music, you know, being able to be at concerts with my wife and my son brings back memories through music. You know, some of my other podcasts, um, my first couple I talked about, you know, when I was younger, my grandparents had a, an RV camper, we would drive around and go camping, and they would play certain tapes or eight track tapes, depending on how old I was. And every time I hear like a Kenny Rogers or an Oak Ridge Boys, it takes me back to when I was younger going camping with them. And that's what music does is it takes you back to certain points in time. And it's, I just, I, I say this almost every podcast. I just find it fascinating that when you hear a certain song, your mind instantly takes you back. And oh, only you can remember that. Only the person can remember that because that's part of your memory. I, I told Aaron the other day, Son, I can't remember some shit that I learned in high school or middle school or anything. I said, the stuff that you're learning right now, I couldn't tell you anything about it. I said, but if you put on an NWA album or a Pearl Jam album, hmm. 
or an Easy E album or Metallica's Black album. I can tell yeah. you exactly where I was at that point in my life and what I was doing. Yeah, there's no doubt, man. It's like it almost it almost just it's like a light switch, right? It's this cerebral circuit that just goes right on. Yep. And it and sometimes just like you mentioned, dude, it's like music and smells can take me back to God, like. I can even go all the way back to the eighties in my mom's, in my mom and dad's house over in Youngstown. Like I know what she was doing, you know, like Madonna, um, like a virgin, she's (laughs) sweeping the living room. And I just know, like, dude, I knew that I know the season. I know what she was doing. And that is amazing that you have that immediate switch. Yes. And that's pretty, again, like you, like you mentioned, man, you, it can't go without mention every podcast because of how important it is, I think. Yeah. And that's the power of music, man. That's the power of music right there. You know, um, and so, we have a mutual love dude for, uh, on our list, man. Again, I'm going to kind of bounce around cause that's how my brain works, but I know that <laughs> our, our mutual. Yeah. I'm like a, I'm like this, the, the, the um, squirrel out in the, the street <laughs> trying to miss the car. <laughs> but, but uh metallica like that's that's our and a little bit of pearl jam would you say but more so metallica is our is our real music connection i would say so because no well the second our very first concert together if you remember it was 1993 94 ish it was at standby auditorium Oh shit! I already know what band. Who is it? Uh, it it's got to be Candlebox. It's got to be Candlebox. <laughs> you remember that show? Hell yeah, I remember that show. I remember who I was with. Who yeah, who, who was all there? Well, I remember for for certain it was me, you, Josh Cole, yep. uh, Noah Sherba, yep. and uh, Chris Senna. Yep. And beyond that. I can't remember because honestly, dude, come on, man. Let, let's not, let's be real. That was the nucleus, right? Yes. <laughs> so anybody outside of that was just, you know, gravy on the potatoes, but <laughs> who else do you remember? Was there anybody else there I'm missing? I, I don't know if Robbie Lane was there. I don't recall if John Evans was there, but like you said, Cole, Santa, Sherman, yeah. you, me, you know, that five, that was, that was the first show that you and I ever attended together. Do you remember what the second one was? Oh God. I want to say it was a Metallica concert or was it? A, that's, I'm going to say Metallica, baby. Yes, it was. It was, yeah, it has to be 1996 or 1997 it was in February. And I went to the load tour on the first night they had a back-to-back shows. I went to the load tour on the first night <laughs> with, a, with a buddy of mine. I think my cousin went with me too and some ex-girlfriend. But anyway, um, I remember getting a phone call from you the next day, sometime in the afternoon and saying, dude, something came up. I got an extra ticket. Do you want to go see Metallica tonight? I'm like, hell yeah, I'll go see him two nights in a row. So you and I drove back up to Cleveland that second night and I got to see him again with you. So if February had right arena tour had to be, had to yes, have been. I was at the Q or Quick Loans or whatever Gund yeah, Arena, the, whatever it was then. Uh, probably the Gund. Yes. So yeah. wh- who do you remember? God, 
What year was that? 96? 96 or 97, I believe that was the year of that. Do you show. remember who opened for him? Fuck no, I don't remember that. I know your brother was there, Josh, and you and me. And that's the only three I remember. I don't know if there was a fourth. I'll tell you what, man, between Metallica and Pearl Jam back in the 90s, I mean, I, I can't I can't tell you who was better. Different, right? They're both different. Yes. But every time I went, it didn't matter what set list, um, the company that I had, you know, the company that we held there, it was, it was always, you know, the usual suspects, right? Yes. <laughs> and it was, I, I couldn't, I couldn't go. It, it, they were both one and one, you know, there, there was no one, two, two, one, who, who's better than the other. They were on level playing field and they jammed it the the fuck out every time, man. It was amazing. I agree. And I can't even believe you can go all the way back there without even, you know, too much thought. As soon as you said standby, I knew the candle box connection. <laughs> well, that was just one of those intimate shows again that we weren't that far from the front of the stage. And the one of the things I remember about that show at Stambaugh was it was a lot of our age kids, you know, teenagers, you know, not a whole lot of adults there. Yeah. But everybody was either standing or sitting down. And it was only a few songs in. And Kevin Martin, the lead singer, starts yelling at the crowd saying, get up off your asses, get up here. And I swear, if I remember correctly, Noah yes. was one of the guys, first people that ran up on stage and did a stage dive off in the crowd. Yep. Yeah, because I was gonna, dude, I was gonna ask you, you know, you know how the, the old fishing stories get um, you know, the fish get bigger as you tell the story. Yes. When I tell the story of being at the candle box <laughs> concert. You know, I'm like, oh, man, it was a great show. We were right up there. And then we ended up on stage. Yes. And I didn't know if that was, you know, I'm trying to think of the adjective, but I didn't know if it was just kind of me stretching the story. No, nope. but you just solidified. It was almost like the bull in the bear tavern. You just connected the dot that our asses were on stage because I know for a for or I thought I knew through my story that I was on stage at that concert. Yes, you, your fish was that big, Eric. Your story <laughs> was that true, man. Yes, I, he was one of the very first people after Kevin, the lead singer, said something. He ran down the aisle, ran up on stage, did something up there, and then uh, you, ran and jumped off the stage into the crowd. Yes. Yep, you, you know that kid didn't flinch at all. Like, you talk about squirrels. That dude just did, right? He, I'm surprised he even waited to ask get an ask from from him it was like he probably had two steps before he even asked the question of get your ass up here absolutely <laughs> <laughs> all the stories we could tell of that kid man no wow. doubt no doubt wow um so if you look at pearl jam you look at metallica what's what's your favorite albums by them do you have a favorite one do you have a favorite song yeah, I mean, it kind of goes to to the era, you know, like, again, 10, their first release, 10 is from start to finish. Same thing. I, I mean, Metallica self-titled album from start to finish, like, you, you can't go wrong in any point, doesn't matter, um, 
you know, track one, track five or track 10, you're, you're sitting there listening. So for sure, without question, uh, Pearl Jam's 10 and Metallica's self-titled album is, is beyond badass. I completely agree. And I can put on either one of those now, like you said, and listen to them from front to back and probably saying almost every single word to every single song yep. and still enjoy it now like I did when I first listened to it, you know, 20 some years ago. Well, that, that, that brings up your, it, it kind of solidifies your point of, you know, the minute that you hear a riff or, you know, a certain lyric where it takes you back to the exact place where you were in time. And I remember, God, I, you know, my mom would kick my ass back in the day, but skipping school, hearing even flow and knowing who I'm with, we shouldn't be driving a car at the, at the time. <laughs> we, we weren't old enough to have a license, but yeah, the stories that go along with those, those songs. Um, and that's, dude, that's cross generational, right? Like it doesn't matter what generation you are, Gen X, Y, millennials, like whatever you are, you've got, you've got your assignment or your, your trigger to certain songs. Even my dad, man, is, you know, talking to my old man, he'll, he'll, he'll do the same thing. We'll be out at the campground here. He'll hear a song come on and, uh, it's, it, you know, the story comes out, right? Yeah. And it's, it's awesome to be a part of that. But um, yeah, like Metallica and Pearl Jam, like you can't go wrong, dude. So and, if, you, if you had to put another band or artist up there, you have Elvis, you have Pearl Jam, you have Metallica. I see your list here in front of me and yep. some of the artists you go the same direction, but there's a couple of them on here that you go completely the opposite way. So right. what do you mean by that? I'm going to ask you, okay. How do you go from Elvis to Pearl Jam? I mean, I understand the Elvis thing is you grew up in that. That's your family roots. You know, you, you grew up with that. The Metallica, the Pearl Jam, the Guns N' Roses, the Nirvana, that's us being yep. high school years, early twenties, whatever the grunge rock stuff. Um, where does Bob Marley, <laughs> NWA, Beastie Boys, where does that come from in Queen? Where, where does that mix into your realm of music? Yeah, where the hell? So Bob Marley is, I mean, the quintessential, like, Rastafarian, like, one love, easy. Dude, that's, if you aren't on the Marley, I question you as a human being type of thing. <laughs> So there is no, you know, we were talking about the old love, hate. God, like, I don't know a single person that doesn't dig Bob Marley. You might not be into Bob Marley, but if you don't enjoy listening to some tracks from him, I've never met a person in my life. I don't know if you've ever crossed paths with somebody that really isn't, that couldn't get down with a Bob Marley song. I think everybody does. Yeah. So that like, and, and I'm kind of just, that his music, his approach, his style, his vibe, his connection with 
his community. You know what I mean? Like that dude was very socially active back in the day. And um, he, he, he was into politics softly, you know, and, and, but I'm telling you, man, it, that dude on every, I guess every facet of Bob Marley is just really, uh, I'm keen on, I'm keen on. So did you pick up on Bob later in life? middle of your oh, that was before? yeah that's a good question man like um I, I will tell you that queen was a later in life so I, I, I you know bob has been with me since i first heard bob marley right so that's that's been around since i've been introduced to him okay queen and a lot of a lot of artists you know my my tastes have developed for I, I want to say the finer things in life, like, you know, your taste buds get acclimated to better foods as you get older and you, your shit changes and, th you know, so I never was really keen on Queen. I was never really keen on Johnny Cash. I didn't really get into a lot of these um, artists that, you, you know, were game changers, but Queen, man, like that's definitely a later in life, maybe within the past five years type of connection really yes how about you like are you are, first of all let me ask you this are, are you a fan or not a fan absolutely i am all right so yeah, how, me, how long do you go back with queen and, and for me i would say it was probably uh later years of high school to maybe right after graduation simply because yeah. for me i heard a lot of queen stuff you know we will rock you we are the champion traditional stadium rock stuff <laughs> that's how I was introduced to them. And then also hanging out at coal holes a lot. His parents would listen to Queen and like Fat Bottom Girls and yeah. Bicycle and stuff like that. I got to hear some of that music played there. So I got to know who they were back then. But, you know, for me, it really hit home with Wayne's World, the movie. Oh, dude. Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody, when they did that part and they were singing in the car, <laughs> you know, that's that's when it, it, it nailed it home for me. That's, you know, I'm a fan of theirs regardless, you know, but every time I hear that song, I don't think of the song. I think of the movie. Oh yeah. That dude, like that is, uh, that's actually one of the better scenes in cinema ever. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a stupid ass movie, you know what I mean? But I Hey, it was. That, that was when we were stupid anyways. Yep. I, I'd like to think I'm, we're a little bit smarter than that now, but uh, I hope so. Oh God, that that hit on every single, you know, like dumbass. To be honest <laughs> with, like, if you, it was almost like Wayne's World, and God, yeah, like, I know you remember Beavis and Butthead because God, do I remember you and and Josh and everybody just doing that. But yeah. I don't know, man. Queen Queen got me later in life. I don't know why I didn't really dig them. Okay. All right. Um two other ones here that are completely different genre oh, yeah it hit me with the nwa one what jerry sideways nwa and the beastie boys oh shit man nwa was my like again i know i was in the backyard you, you remember the old explicit lyrics like that was a when that first came out the parents went ape shit now it's on everything, right? Like yeah. you, you can't get away with, you know, you can't get, get away without saying shit and it's explicit lyrics on the, on the album. But oh, yeah. 
dude, when that first came out and NWA was, was raunchy and just, I mean, it was, it was, it was gangster rap, right? Like Youngstown, dude, you, you could not go NWA is NWA. So that was my Youngstown roots for sure, because we definitely got into the, it was the rap and all that other stuff. My dog's barking. Do you hear that? Or am yeah, I good? You're good. Don't worry about it. All right, cool. You're talking. So, I can hear him. What's that? You're talking. I can't hear him. It's good. All right, cool. So I'll, I'll talk louder so I could speak over him, but yeah, man, NWA, um, that was probably, gosh, I'd have to, I'd have to see when that album, do you happen to know when that was, that release date was? Uh, I can look. Can you, yeah. It looks, it I was looks just, ask Google. I, <laughs> I was just looking, or actually not looking, but listening on Spotify uh, before we jumped on. And I was listening to some of their music and. Um, totally guessing. 89, 90. No, earlier than that. 87. Eight earlier than that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I remember. It was the, the formation of the group. Yeah. So it, it just takes me back to my backyard being too young to listen to that shit and hearing it. And, and that was the problem, right? As soon as you heard it, you're like, you were in it and your parents were telling you not to listen to it. So you listened to it more and you hung out with your boys and listened to it more. And then you started swearing and stuff like that's NWA, baby. That's been with me the whole life. How I remember NWA or I remember Easy e or I remember Two Live Crew is our middle school years. Like you said, you weren't around until freshman year of high school. But in middle school, we always used to trade tapes and that's how we would get the music. <laughs> and believe it or not, I don't know if you heard the story or not, the man to go to in the gym locker rooms to get these tapes dubbed for you with all of this music that you couldn't buy anywhere else was Dago, Joe Catania. Really? He was the man. Say, are you allowed to say Dago now? I don't know. It's my podcast. Well, yeah, you better you better put a disclaimer on that. Now we're explicit <laughs> lyrics. As soon as you said that, you can say shit, hell, damn, and f or whatever. But as soon as you say that word, you better watch out. So <laughs> Joe Catania, really? He was the man. If you wanted it, get out of here. to rap like that, you'd bring him a blank tape, and he would <laughs> dub it for you, and you would hope to get it back in the next day or two, so you could start listening to it. Yeah. Uh, you you know what we got to do right now? We you got to definitely tag him in this when you post it. Okay. And, and we got to, we got to definitely, he, he would be so proud of you <laughs> giving him that. That's, that's, that is street cred, baby. That is props. <laughs> so really? I don't know how much more street cred he needs, but I'll be happy to give him more. Oh, with the, hey, dude, with the nickname Dago, like nobody messes with you, especially so, in Youngstown, Ohio, mafia capital of the, well, many, many mafia capital of the world. God forbid we say that anymore, but I still like that connection. <laughs> So he he was the go-to dude. He was, yeah. So did you, you own the NWA and you farmed it out and traded, or did you did you get through trade? I got through trade. I never owned any type of gangster rap, hardcore rap <laughs> tapes or CDs myself in middle school. Everything I got was because. I got the tape off of him or I got the tape off of somebody else that had already gotten it off of Joe. And then I recorded it for myself and copied it. And that way I had it. 
you know, obviously. So, so do you remember what your first thought was when you listened to that just gang banging shit or because or, you were like, dude, do you remember back in that time, like what your genre was? The typical 80s music. Yeah, it was. Listening to Hot 101 or whatever it was yeah. on the radio. And it was all the typical 80s music and pop, pop music, right? You know, Bobby Brown and, you know, the Bangles <laughs> and, you know, that typical 80s. Dude, don't, don't you talk to me about Bobby Brown, man. I remember that was my first. Oh, God, that was my first booby feel in ninth, uh, eighth grade. No, seventh grade. Uh, on an eighth grader because back in the day middle school was only seventh and eighth grade you remember that yes but bobby brown i owe i owe a debt of gratitude because that was my first booby feel so don't edit yeah. that out either man parental advisory on this podcast here for sure <laughs> oh it was great Bob, i love bobby brown in fact it, what are his initials bb bb uh boobies are big, big I don't rests know, big, yeah there it is so yeah, so you were you were that you were that R and B, just the general pop, eighties stuff. Yes. And then you got introduced into the gangsta shit. Yes, and it when you first listen to it, you don't go home and just put it in your boombox and hit play. You got to put it in your Walkman with the headphones on and make sure your parents aren't around so you don't get your ass beat for listening to something like that. Yep. You know for my parents to understand what I was listening to and what I was saying and how I was talking in seventh, eighth grade. Oh, I would have been dead. Oh, dude. And you got to remember where you were growing up too. Yeah. I remember that man. <laughs> Can't feel Ohio. That is not the gangster capital of the world for, for any stretch. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Ron, what are you listening to back there? You better turn that off. DJ quick, man. Leave me alone. That's right. That's right. And then you move on to not to, not to completely switch gears on you, but there there's got I mean on that top ten list I got to ask you. So for for the listeners who can't see the list, we kind of we covered everything on there. And by the way, Beastie Boys is badass. So BB, there you go, Bobby Brown, Beastie Boys. There you go. Okay. Um, Beastie Boys, trendsetter, right? Like you you. That's the same thing. You got a cut. What you got? You got a few white boys getting into rap. Like, can't be done. Won't be done. And they broke down the barrier. Broke down the door. And you, you've got to almost everybody in that game. Everybody in the music game that knows music pays homage to Beastie Boys, dude. I, I completely agree. And if you want to talk about giving street cred again to somebody different, oh boy. You weren't around. See, this is middle school stuff. And I don't know oh, how. I bring it. Bring it. Well, the no, reason, no, no, no. I'm, I'm interested to know what I missed. <laughs> the reason it, it bring, I bring this up is because of music. And music takes you back to certain points in my life. With the gangster rap, I think of Dago with the dubbing of the tapes. When you say the Beastie Boys, I remember being in sixth or seventh grade in choir class. And the choir teacher at that time said, "Is there?" we were talking about making rhymes and talking about rhyming music and how can you rhyme as, as the teacher said is there anybody that can rhyme a song for or sing a song for me adam katarski oh god up in choir class and starts singing word for word paul revere by the beastie boys word really? for word and the teacher had to cut him off after a little bit because he didn't stop he just kept going and going and going and going and going and going through the whole song 
just as it starts getting to the swearing parts, luckily she cut him off. I think he would have said him in the meantime. Nice. But yeah. So that that's that's the legend of Adam Katarski too. There is a legend of Adam Katarski one that I was introduced, and I everybody knows what I'm talking about. That is in our circle of friends in, in high school relevance. Uh, we won't elaborate. Can't. No. But, but yeah. that is that is crazy that you could hit the Beastie Boys that well. I mean, shit. What year was that, dude? Well, you're killing me, man. Middle school, uh, right? Ninety. That was probably 80, 89 or 90 because... How old were you? Let's go there. How old were you? Well, 13 to 11 or 12 years old. You got to learn to do math better, man. You, you, what, what grade? Sixth yeah, or seventh grade. grade. Six, because right. right now, eighth grade, you're about 13, 14 years old. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Sixth or seventh then, grade, you're about 11 or 12, roughly, depending on where your birthday falls off the new year. Yeah, so yeah, dude. So you're listening to Beastie Boys at that age. Beastie Boys, NWA, Eze. Oh God! And Aaron, dude, your 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 boy is 14 years old, right? What's he listen? Is he listening to that kind of garbage too? He listens to everything <laughs> I listen to. So like, yeah. he can listen to Metallica. He can listen to the Zac Brown Band. He can listen to Jimmy Buffett. Um, you know, he knows about certain disco music or songs or 80s songs that Jennifer and I will listen to. He knows nothing of the genre of music being played on the radio right now. He knows nothing. Good. About it. Well, that's good. That, that means he's being brought up right. Kudos. That's what I say too. <laughs> so, God, 14, I, I still can't believe we're this old. That sucks. But is he, is he giving you any... Uh, I mean, is is he down with the metallic and stuff? Is he is he is he enjoying your style and flavor of music? He does. You know, he went to see Metallica with me oh, dude, two cares. years ago. We were in Pittsburgh, and that was a personal highlight in my life for me because he got to see one of my favorite artists. About three three or four years ago, we took him to see Jimmy Buffett. Same thing. I love his music. Aaron likes his music as I like his music, and he went to the concert with us, and we had a blast and. He saw Zach Brown band three times and that's a guy that has a huge catalog of music and he could sing almost every single song by the Zach Brown band. That's so true. it's, he likes what we like, you know, we give him free reign to listen to what he wants to listen to, but he tends to like what we like, you know, I'm, you know, driving him to and from football practice and I might be listening to Octane on Sirius XM, which is like all new hard rock yeah. stuff. And he'll start picking up on songs that are on there because it's what I'm listening to, you know, if he wants to put on Hot 101 or whatever garbage channel from around here and listen to it, I'll put it on for him. But if he chooses not to, he'd rather listen to what we're listening to because he enjoys it. It's pretty awesome that he'll have the same type of connection. You already know it because it, it, it's by default. You, you can't violate the laws of music. So he'll, he'll hear some of these songs in you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years, and it'll take them back to the same thing you just, you just mentioned. So it'll be cool that if these, these lines ever cross, right? If he's checking out an old podcast from Pops, like, God, can you imagine like podcasts might not even be a thing in 20 years? Like what? Oh my God. Your, your old man did a podcast. That's hilarious, right? Yeah. What but, the hell was that? <laughs> if, it, if, it, if it crosses those lines and, and he, you, like you make one mention of one song and, he, and it just triggers that memory for him as well. Yeah, that would be badass. 
I agree. And it's, it's not that it's a goal in my life to do that, but I just would hope that he would be as diverse with music as I was growing up because I listened to anything from Bobby Brown and the Bangles to the Beastie Boys to Metallica to Pearl Jam to where I can understand and listen to Bob Marley or Jimmy Buffett and then also respect Elvis and what he brought to the music world, you know. Dude, how is your musical taste buds changed over the years like have you have you been opened up to more genres or even music bands that you you really weren't in tune to maybe two five ten years ago what's that look like for you i would say that my ears have opened up more yeah and i've tried to adventure out more like i mentioned you know disco before i never listened to disco music ever growing up ever but when I started dating my wife, she liked to go out and dance and she likes to go out and have fun. And I heard of a band in the area called Disco Explosion. When we first started dating. So I took her out to go see this band and they were really good. They play a lot of the music I've heard before over the decades. Just I couldn't tell you what the name of the song was or who the hell sang it. But she wanted to go out and dance. And I'm like, I'm not dancing. I'm just sitting here. I just wanted to bring you here and listen to music. She's like, well, don't plan on bringing me back if you don't want to dance. So she forced me to start dancing and listening to this stuff. Off of that, I get into like Cool in the Gang and Earth, Wind & Fire to the point where we're going downtown the Cabelli Center to go see Earth, Wind & Fire in concert. Mm-hmm. And I put that in the top five concerts I've ever seen in my entire life just because of their stage presence, their catalog of music and how they sounded when they were in that venue. It just blew me away. Yeah, it sounded so good. You know, listening to Jimmy Buffett and turn me on to listening to Zach Brown Band, which, you know, maybe listen to like Jack Johnson. I've never heard of Jack Johnson before in my life until I started listening to Radio Margaritaville on Sirius XM. And then now I'm picking up on all these other artists like a Jack Johnson, like a Zach Brown, you know, um, hear more Bob Marley stuff on there. It's just to me, it if you listen to different genres in music, especially if it's like a channel that yeah. plays different stuff, you could pick up on stuff. Like I mentioned, I listened to that Octane channel on Sirius XM. That's all new hard rock stuff. Some of that stuff I can't listen to it, but then once in a while, a song will pop on there, just catch my ear. I'm like, whoa, hang on. I like the beat. I like the guy's voice. They have a good sound to them. Let me listen to this a little bit. Then I start getting curious and trying to get on Spotify or try to download some of the music to see what their other songs are about. And then before you know it, now I got a new favorite band or genre of music I want to listen to. So yeah. I've definitely opened up my ears a lot more to what I've gotten. Yeah. That's what I love about technology too. Is it, 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 it's definitely like, you know, they'll, they'll have these um, just like they, they track us, right? Like there's, there's so much data assigned to us and there's data assigned to the bands, right? So they'll, They'll have this this technology on Spotify or you know Sirius and and they know it how it's it's the, those lines will cross cross as well, and then all of a sudden you're listening to somebody that you've never been in tune with you've never even heard of, and uh, all of a sudden you're on a different path of music which is so so that's where I get opened up to a lot of different stuff too, um, and and I and I could appreciate that because that's that's fun to to be listening to somebody you wouldn't you wouldn't even have thought about or been exposed to so speaking of somebody that you've never heard of Mm. off of your list yeah i have a person or a band i don't know which one this is 
Gogol Bordello. Oh, please tell me you've been introduced to that that man. I have band. not, sir. So I was hoping that you would educate me a little bit. Oh, dude, that's some gypsy punk stuff. <laughs> okay. So yeah, Gogol Bordello is the the band name. Okay. Um, they are comprised of. Oh God! So that their music fits the speed of my brain. So they've got, um, again, so their genre is, is gypsy punk, right? Like they're this Hungarian band uh, that formed in New York City and they have members of their band just spawning, you know, not only different musical instruments, but different countries as well. Like it, it's just a collaboration of all these different people. And you go from, obviously you got your usual suspects, right? Like your, your lead guitar, your bass, your drums, and then it goes all the way down to the accordion, right? Okay. So their music shifts so much within the song that it, it feels like, all right, so the only way I could describe Gogol Bordello's music in a gypsy punk arena is you, you know the Mega Millions lottery where you got all the mil the balls just yeah. popping around and every once in a while the ball will drop down. It's almost like then you'll hear an instrument. Then you'll hear, I mean, it's so fast and bouncing around between instruments and, and vocals, it 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 speaks to my mind. So Adult ADHD, you know, I mean, it, again, man, I'm the squirrel that just bounces all the time. <laughs> and that actually is number one on my list right now. So if it, you know how it is, dude, uh, Pearl Jam, you, you grow with it. Uh, you don't grow apart from them. You grow with Metallica. You don't grow apart from them. Gogol is my newest, I'd say since, I don't know, within the past five years. Okay. Uh, seen them three times in concert and they're my favorite band right now. That's cool. You know, like I said, and that's, what's fascinating is I've never heard of that band before in my life. And I put on two songs on Spotify before we jumped on. And I'm oh, thinking shit, to myself, dude. dude, what, what is this? But it, how, how you explained it was perfect. How bad was it for you? It because wasn't honestly, that bad. How bad was it, dude? No, it wasn't that bad. I'm, I'm dead serious. <laughs> If I can remember the name of the song I played first, um, start start wearing purple is was my first introduction. Yes, that was the song I heard. Oh, dude, that is that is that that's one of those uh, fight for your right like Beastie Boys songs that it, it it's 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 assigned to them, right? Like I, I don't know, man. There, it, I love that song because it takes me back to the, the minute that I heard it. And then I can share that song with other people. And I'm glad you listened to it, actually. Yeah, I, I listened about the first two or three songs off of Spotify. And then I jumped on to about two or three songs. And I, I bounced around. The, what, and that's what I like doing this because everybody gives me a list. And then I start going on Spotify or going to iTunes. I'll listen to a handful of songs off of each one of these artists. And that either will trigger something for me or in talking to you will trigger something for you as we're talking, but it's just nice to, you know, either reminisce and listen to some stuff that I've heard before, or in this case, listen to something I've never heard before. But 
for you, it's somebody you like. And for me, it's somebody I never heard. And I might go listen to them now. And maybe that's something that, you know, flips that little light bulb switch for me and turns me on to them. I mean, who knows, but that's, that's how music works. It, yeah. It, very, it's very, very eclectic music, very eclectic band. I turned my brother on to my older brother, Josh onto him. We, we actually, that I, God, I, I, I've apologized you know, too many times to my wife for taking her to her, to a concert, uh, with them. And, uh, but bottom line is my bro, my bro, older brother loves them. Uh, we love listening to them and it's, it's number one on the rotation right now. That's cool. And they opened me up to another band, uh, which is not gypsy punk, but it's in that punk, uh, arena idols. I don't know if you ever heard of idols, but dude, they're, they're pretty traditional punk music. And I don't know if you ever got into punk at all, but, uh, they're a band that you might want to check out. The Idols. Okay. Yep. See, now I'm writing down more stuff, man. So, all right, man, you got my list of what, maybe, maybe the top five songs of all time that I could, it's almost like, you know, movies that you could just, uh, if it's on TV by default, you're going to listen to it or watch it. What, what are your, I don't know, top three, top five songs, and they can't be from the same band. It's got to be from different bands. Yep. Um, I would say here, I'll, I'll date myself a little bit. I'll say if you, in no specific order. Okay. That's fair. Since I put you on the spot, Sam cook, we're having a party. Oh, really? Metallica enter Sam. Wait, wait, can you give me a connection on Sam cooks? We're having a party. Like, is there something what's there? Growing up, like it? growing up in a home of divorced parents, I spent a lot of time growing up because I lived at my grandparents' house over in Sherwood Forest. Yeah. And a lot, a lot, a lot, almost every morning or on the weekends in the morning, I would be waking up and my grandparents are playing oldies, Motown music and stuff on the radio. So as a kid waking up, that's the first thing you hear in the morning before, you know, my grandma calls us to come into the kitchen for breakfast is all this oldies and Motown and polka yep. music and stuff like that. So that's, that's where that came from. All right. Um, that's a, dude, that's great. You like that, don't you? Yeah. I, I, I knew there had to have been something there. Cause that's not, that's not normally in the box of Ron Glista. No. <laughs> Another <laughs> one that is in the box that you would assume would be a Metallica enter Sandman. All right. Yeah. That song never gets old. I can listen to that any old time and, and absolutely love it. Um, if I had to pick a third one, it would be by Jimmy Buffett, but his catalog is so enormous. Um, but there's a song in there called Lovely Cruise. And to me, like I told Jennifer, if, if uh, not the, you know, sound like we're down of dumps and and then our podcast here on a wrong note but like i told her i said you know if something ever happened to me god forbid and i passed away that would be like one of the songs i would want to have played at my funeral because it talks about being at the end and sailing off and everything you did was right everything you did was grand and i had a lovely cruise but it's it's time for me to go nice and that's just Dude, that's not morbid that's that? that's that's not morbid at all that's that's uh that's sentimental. That's yeah, that's, that's some good shit there. 
I mean, that's just one of those songs. Every time I hear it, you know, I'm like, you know, this would be it for me. You know, I would want to have this played. But it's just a really good deep song by him that's not like the Margaritaville or Volcano yeah. or anything like that. And yeah. So, um, before we get off here shortly, Eric, um, do you want to give any shout outs to any of your businesses or charity work or anything else you have going on real quick? Uh, no, I mean, we, we talked about Special Olympics being near and dear to my heart, dude. Like, you know, um, I, I've got a great board, great people that that support me. But um, I do have a lot of people reaching out to me that, you know, kind of want to get involved in the organization, do some, um, you know, just do some just basically donating their time and energy and efforts to the organization. So, you know, for anybody that's interested in doing that, uh, whether it be themselves or maybe they've, they've got some kids that want to get involved in the Special Olympics organization, um, feel free to reach out to you direct, maybe make some comments on the thread. Um, but, do, you know, Mahoning, Mahoning County Public Special Olympics is the, the name of the organization. Um, we're, we've got about 60 athletes in the organization right now. And I'll tell you what, man, our organization is between the immediate families, you know, the grandmas, the grandpas, the aunts, the uncles, all the cousins coming in. I, I, you know, we all know COVID changed that in the past year. But in a normal year, you know, we have our track events and our bowling events and all these events that just, you know, are surrounded by people and the connection of it, dude, like, yeah, you know, that that's that's near and dear to my heart. And then uh, that's that's pretty much it. You know, I, I again, I, I I run the mortgage business, but that thing takes a takes on it on its own little animal, and uh, we'll save that for for later. But I appreciate I appreciate you having me, dude. This is this is this is awesome. I'm glad you had fun. You know, it was good to catch up with you. It's 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 been a minute since you and I sat down, even though it's virtually. It's it's been a minute since you and I had a good conversation i've uh been caught up in some rain delays here over the last month or so and uh you know it's finally good to see your face and hear your voice and catch up with you you know definitely being able to reminisce on some old music for you and bringing back memories for me you know uh it's, it's cool man it's good to Hell see yeah, you man i i can't wait to 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 do this uh offline and in person and get in and get back in into the 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 normalcy that we call uh, in-person shit rather than this virtual, virtual stuff. But man, I appreciate you having me on, dude. Absolutely. Maybe, uh, sometime down the road here soon, you and I kick back, we'll do this again. Cause I'm sure there's some other topics that you and I haven't even covered yet that we can, uh, definitely dive into. So how's that sound? Yeah, no doubt. Anytime, uh, just toss out the invite and, and I'd be more than happy to, 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 you know, have some, just set up some time and definitely come on board with you. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap things up for me. My name is Ron Glista. I want to thank you for joining me on my Music Spectrum podcast and my guest today, Mr. Eric Cromer. It was good catching up with him. Make sure you guys check out the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or on anchor.fm. Also check out my Facebook page. If you have any questions, if you're interested in being a guest on the show, please hit me up. But uh, once again, thank you, Eric. Thanks for joining me tonight. You guys have a safe night. Thank you.